0: God who creates us, redeems us, and sustains us, strengthens us in their love for our lunch and journey. Amen. I am quite possibly the world's slowest eater. As a kid, my parents would be done with the dishes while I was still finishing my meal. And even today, when I go out for dinner with friends, they'll pass dessert while I'm finishing appetizers. <laughs> Several years ago, I went out with a group of friends to a new Brazilian restaurant in downtown Boston. As it was new and popular, it was private. And it was slow. My friends had the great idea of, hey, let's not eat, any, eat anything for lunch today so we can really enjoy tonight's meal. That didn't bode well as we waited over an hour for our food. By the time the food came, I was the first one done for the first time in my life, and only time in my life. It's crazy the things we can do when we're hungry, how differently we act when we are finished. When we meet Jesus in today's gospel, it's after he has spent 40 days in the desert without eating, And we're told he is famished After not eating for over a month, of course he is. Can you imagine how weak and vulnerable Jesus was in this state? It's this extremely desperate and hungry, vulnerable space where the devil shows up to tempt him. Knowing how in need Jesus is Actually, this time in the desert, the devil presents him with not one, but three temptations. One is to make food of stones, another to have all the power in the world, and finally one to test God's own power. All three temptations are about exposing what kind of person Jesus is. And like Jesus, when we are faced with temptations, It is in often ways that can call into question who we are and how we understand ourselves, and what we hold most dear. Will Jesus simply go for the instant gratification of something quick to eat? Is Jesus concerned with having the kind of power that will make others serve him, or will Jesus put God to the test to show off his divinity? All of these questions, Jesus says no. We might wonder how did Jesus find the strength to turn down these temptations? Well, if we recall in all three of the synoptic gospels, the story of Jesus' temptation comes right after his baptism. And at his baptism, he is called God's beloved Son. Jesus knows exactly who he is in God's eyes, and he holds to that truth in the face of temptation. (laughs) Last Sunday, Christopher beautifully talked about how hard it's been for many of us to experience the joy of Jesus' transfiguration. These past two years have been incredibly trying for all of us, navigating a seemingly endless pandemic. Jesus coming out of the desert, we are all hungry. Hungry for God's touch. Even in the midst of this hunger, Jesus still rejects quick fixes and easy answers for taking control of the situation. Rather than giving in to these temptations, Jesus continually turns aside from them in order to claim his dependence on God. He doesn't need the quick fix of some bread, but rather knows that there is a feast that comes from the word of God. He turns aside the temptation to be the most popular and powerful leader to firmly state that his life is in the service of God. And rather than showboating his divinity, he declares that he needn't put God to the test to know that God is with him. The need to be fed after such a long couple of years, has often found me looking for food that does not come from the mouth of God. When we are hungry, especially waiting for a meal, it's very easy to stop by McDonald's and grab some fries. Don't get me wrong, I love McDonald's fries. But an hour later, my body is not pleased. The meal God has in store for us is one that will nourish our famished spirit. Lent is a blessed season. It is a time when we are invited into the desert with Jesus, drawn into spaces that are quiet, and afford us the opportunity to be still and know God. Lent is a season where we are encouraged to make time to remember our dependence on our Creator. To be willing to look at the parts of our lives that are not nourishing us, that are not nourishing our relationship with God, and find the courage to remove those obstacles. Growing up in the Catholic tradition, we never ate meat on Fridays throughout Lent. There were several observances in the Catholic tradition in Lent about food. And the spirit of all of those traditions was to allow our body's overt need to eat, to remind us of our spirit's need for God's nourishment. When I was young, I just loved getting fish fishpicks on Fridays. In the 40 days ahead, we're all encouraged to spend more time with God, reminding ourselves that we depend on God. In a world that is continually praising, self-reliance, and independence, our church offers us the remedy of these 40 days to draw close to the God who calls each of us their beloved. Just as Jesus came out of the desert famished, each of us hungers for a nourishing meal of God's loving presence. Each Sunday, we come to gather around the table, wondering to be fed by God's own Son in the breaking of the bread. For so long, we were stuck at home, unable to be together at this table. And while we're still not back together completely, we are inching ever closer to that time of being fully present to one another. So as we begin this Lenten journey, I invite each of us to make a little more time for God each day. As we draw closer, be willing to notice what you hunger for most. Be bold in telling God what it is that you need to be fed in your family's heart. I've always loved the discipline that Lent affords us. It's an opportunity to take less time focusing on the frivolous parts of life. Perhaps that means a little less time checking work emails after hours. A little less time being distracted by loud opinions on social media. Whatever it may be, may each of us be willing to open our hearts to the wonder of God's feast that awaits us. May we find the time and the way to best understand what we each hunger for most of all. And offer that up to God, the parent of the soul, who always bends their ear to our Spanish birth. Amen.